Y'all, man, you there? Yes, sir. All right, my bad. I didn't have headphones on. I thought it was going to actually just play through my phone because, you know, I'm fucking stupid. I, so I don't have headphones on either. Now I feel like I'm out, out uh, uh, modified or some shit. No, I'm not. no you're, you're just you're talking directly through your phone. I'm listening to this through a modem, so I need to have my like my monitor headphones uh-huh. in. Normally, I record without them because it's just me. OK, gotcha. Gotcha. But here we go. Welcome, everybody. Sorry for that weird little intro right there. But welcome to another episode of Wise Guys Highway. <laughs> Today here, I got my boy with me, Ron Roach. Shay, what's up, Ronnie? Hey, how you doing there, uh, Ian? Uh, all you uh, listeners? I'm not doing too bad, man. Now, I know we got to maybe uh, breeze through this. I don't know. I know you just had some shit come up, so we're just going to get right into it here. Today, we're going to be talking about Danny Green. Now, Danny Green, if you don't know, if you've been living under a rock, was pretty much the inspiration behind To Kill an Irishman and uh, was one bad motherfucker. Ron, give us some of your thoughts on Danny Green real quick. Danny Green, uh, uh, just from everything I've learned about him and watched about him, I heard the name way back when I was a, a, a kid. My dad was uh, big into the union around here from Detroit to Chicago, but it was a BLE, Brotherhood of Locomotive Engineers, which eventually turned into Teamsters. But long story short, I always pictured Danny Green, um, even if you watch the movie, to be like six foot four, six foot five, hearing the stories and everything else, you would. I'd, I, when I found out he was legitimately, he says five ten, probably five eight. You know how we all, we all yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but uh, he had this uh, um, in his mind. He, uh, he he thought he was a Celtic warrior, and I tell you what, the luck that this man had, and the stuff that he did and got done, is amazing. And I mean, his life was so. Uh, I mean, we'll dive into it, but you want to talk about adversity? Oh. My lord. I mean, oh, did he I face it? Fighter, but, yeah, uh, he faced that adversity. You ain't lying about that part. I mean, right off the bat, right off, welcome to the world. Two days later, your mother dies. I mean, no shit. That's true. True from facts. Two days, yeah, from two days into your life, and he lived a short life. I want to say 42, 43. I don't know. Um, uh, 42, 42. 42. This man, he was the definition of whether you want to call it psychotic nut. <laughs> brave son of a bitch we prefer to call it irish yeah <laughs> i like that i like that shit right, right there right right but to the general nah. public um i don't know if they're aware of it but i mean just in the city he uh he was a cincinnati guy oh yeah in the one summer in the one summer there was 35 bombings now i'm not talking about like uh blowing your neighbor's mailbox up i'm talking <laughs> ira type mob hits yeah, terrorism, legitimate terrorism. If if we really want to break it down, I mean, they were bombing the fuck out of each other. It was legitimate terrorism, and this was in the seventies. This wasn't black and white, you know, with the Keystone Cops. This was in the seventies, bro. Could you imagine? I know for a fact that if two bombs went off in any city, it would be nationwide do everything else in one summer, dude. That's one summer. Two bo- 30, 35 bombs ever go off in a city via car bombs again like that, and we're going to be shut down quicker than this coronavirus. Oh, the Rona ain't got shit on Danny Green. <laughs> he says the Rona. That's what we're calling it, people. Ron Roach has called the Corona the Rona. That is the new name for the coronavirus. I don't care where you're from, what your ethnicity is, anything. Just start calling it the Rona. It's the Rona. Let's just call it what it is. It's the Rona. But yeah, he uh, – uh, man, that dude was just – you know, and he growing up, and you got to step in, Ian, too, because I walked all over it. 
<laughs> Yo, I'm, you're kidding. I'm always talking. I'm always just chatting my fucking mouth off on these things. I love having somebody else on for a change. So, I mean, you just keep killing it. I'm just going to chime in when I think listeners need to hear something. Okay. 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 Um, he went to a school when he was younger. Of course, his dad. Uh, you're talking about the St. Jerome uh, Catholic school, right? Where he was an altar boy? Yes. 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 And he was like, uh, I don't want to say the only Irish kid, but it was a predominantly Italian uh, uh, Italian school. Very Italian, yeah. And yeah, he would get his ass beat on a daily basis. The thing is, he always showed up. The kid, he he didn't back down. That's, you know, and it's all through his life. And sometimes, I mean, hey, bro, take a knee, man. Take a knee. <laughs> That was his downfall. You know? Yes, I sir. Mean, this man. Did... No, he went. He went back down, man. Come back, getting his ass beat. But you know, people realize. No, people didn't realize, and that's how he developed, which they don't really show in the movie, and it may not be correct <laughs> or whatnot. Don't worry, I'm not gonna drop it. Um, he uh, <laughs> he uh, he did, he he wasn't real fond of Italians. But anybody who knows yeah. anything yeah, there you go. about, especially I'll break it down like prison politics. You don't have you don't you don't have to like a certain individual. But the thing is, when it when it yeah. all comes, yeah, down, yeah, unfortunately, there's only one color, yeah. and that's that's green. You know, we all green. bleed red. I'll chase that green, man. Don't matter who you are, what gang culture you live in, what ethnicity, what background, what religion. It don't matter, man. You're chasing the paper that's green, and your blood it bleeds red. It bleeds blue if you cut somebody quick enough. I hear. <laughs> Yep. Okay. Well, there you actually, go. yeah, the blood does not turn red until oxygen. Oh, Crips really do have it down. Crips saying they bleed blue. They ain't lying. <laughs> turns red. Turns red. Yeah. Yeah, right, 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 That's right, right, right. Veins, if you look at your veins, they are purple or blue. It, it was a joke. I'm pretty sure, actually, as soon as you cut somebody, oxygen hits the blood. It's just, it's an M line that I like where he's all like, I cut you so fast that when the blood spilled, it was still blue. I always thought it was clever, but it's it's impossible. But uh, well, uh, we just got to chime in real quick. Now, yeah, right, for all right. my listeners, because I do try to keep um, it, like, so informative, we're moving ahead at a pretty quick pace. Ron might have some stuff to do. But uh, Danny Green was born November 14, 1933. His mother, as Ron already said, he, she really did die, uh, like, two days after his birth. He was, he was left with a father who was, I mean, like most Irish, had, had that drinking problem. You know, the creature tends to get their way into us. I don't know what it is. But other ethnicities and cultures have it, too. But the Irish got it bad. So... His father eventually sent him to an orphanage, but then in 1939, his father remarries, but Danny doesn't like his fucking stepmom, so he moves in with his grandfather, and then that's when, you know, we get into this St. Jerome Catholic altar boy era of Danny's life that we're talking about. Right, right, right. It, uh, um, and about his father, who was just a... Uh, I mean, just a prick, man. I mean, the definition of a prick. You look up in the, in the dictionary, you should, you should have a picture of Danny's father. Um, it, it was so bad, bro. It was so bad that when he died in the obituary, they did not even list yeah. Danny as his son. He was his first son. He did not even list him in the obituary. Yeah. Can you imagine? Number one, you've already got an underdog who feels like he's not loved, who's been pushed around and bullied his entire life, you know, and then when his father passes away, yeah, not even survived. Isn't even in the obituary. I mean, he already lost his mom. I mean that, you know, and he never talks about it. Nobody ever asked him. <laughs> you know, just think about that in your obituary. And if they did, they're not around to talk about it. 
Right. But uh, I can only think about it in my perspective. And it had to have messed with him mentally to a point where, it, put it this way, it, it, played a, it played a role in the forming and shaping on who he was and who he became. Yep. He thought of himself as a, as a, as a one-man army, a Celtic, a Celtic warrior. And I'm telling you what. He was. The dude pretty much was a one-man army. I mean, he was an Irishman in an Italian place, <laughs> and he went to war. And when I say war, he went to war. As hard as the Columbos wore each other in the early 90s. And, uh, easily. Easily. I mean, he ended up. And they say that. And they say that. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. In, they say right, right. one of the bloodiest mob wars of all time is they say the Columbo oh, War no, actually no. claimed, like, in the in the late 80s, early 90s. You got that Greg Scarpa faction. Shouts out Larry Mazza in the book The Life, by the way, since I'm uh, bringing up his people. Um, but yeah, you got that whole faction. Yeah, Oz is the man. But like, but they're killing back and forth, and they say that's probably one of the bloodiest wars in history because you got to exclude the bootleg era because they didn't fucking have forensic. Nobody knows how many fucking people died because of that era. But like, but I still think Danny Green, like, they clipped right up there, man. Between because they don't oh, they don't yeah. quite put oh, it yeah. in the category because like all of Danny Green's associates that are killed, they don't really get lumped in with the mob because they're Irish boys. All right, so moving right along here. Now, after the whole St. Jerome Catholic School bit, uh, Danny was a poor student, but he was always a very good athlete. Eventually, eventually gets transferred to St. Ignace High School, where that's where he really begins fighting with the Italians a lot, like they show in the movie. And eventually he's expelled from there for having so many fights, and he, and he transfers to Collinwood, Collinwood High School. And uh, he's, again, a poor student, but he's a phenomenal fucking athlete, you guys. And was it baseball? I didn't know what it, I didn't know what it was. It just kept saying good athlete every time I looked it up. Baseball makes a lot of sense though. That, that no, no, you're good. You got more information than I do. I thought I figured football just because I go right there when they're like great athlete. All, like our nation runs around football, you know. So, but baseball makes a lot of sense for the time period too. The '70s baseball is god. Right. Right, right, right. He, uh, uh, man, Danny, he, like, I cannot believe the fact that this man, I mean, in modern day, in modern day mob shit, there was no bloodier time period. There was no single person. They got it. The mob could not take out. Listen, if the mob's got it. Yeah, they got it. And, and especially, especially an Irishman who really. Yeah. Is, is, is a local no, I mean, we could, we could go down the line. You could go Frankie Yale. You could go Vincent Cole. You could go Mickey Spillane. If the Italians had your number, they had your fucking number. But I agree, man. They didn't have Danny's. I'm sorry. Keep going. I just had to chime in. Right. They tried. They tried. And I don't know. I don't want to step in your feet because, I mean, you're going in a time period. But you, you know about it. Oh, the second stuff. We can jump all over if you want, Ron. This is different with a guest than it is when you're by yourself, though. So don't ever worry about the time. I'll keep time in bed. You do your thing, brother. But yeah, I do. Where they, okay. the movie portrays that he was with his girlfriend. Now I heard he was just a like home alone reading books, like he always did. He loved reading. So and like yeah, his house gets the fucking second story fucking crumbles. Right. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah, they found him. They found him. Yeah. And <laughs> the second story. I mean, talk about luck of the Irish. Luck of the Irish. How? How the hell? And I mean, he. He literally is. Oh, eight full attempts on his life. Yeah. 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 I want to say it was eight. I mean, pro- probably even more. Yep. Which, if you think about a cat. What were you saying about a cat? 
Hey, Ryan, you're breaking up. You're breaking up. Got him. They didn't car bomb him. Uh, I said, he... hello. Yeah, you're good now. You're good now, brother. Okay. All right. Am I all right now? Am I okay now? Okay. The, uh, he, he actually would examine his own car quite, you know, he wouldn't get in his vehicle without checking his car out. So that yeah. ended up getting him. He yeah, right. Car bomb his own car with the ignition, like the straight setup. Which yeah, yeah. Ray Frito. Ray Frito, yeah. Which is pretty good. Yeah, thing. no, he was no but joke. He was, a, he was a Genovese hitman. He was a Genovese and Lucchese hitman. He was hired out all over. But, yeah, they couldn't do it with the Cleveland boys. Yep. They couldn't do it with the Cleveland boys. Oh, yeah, yeah. He went everywhere. No, uh, they could not do it. And and uh, see, he played both sides because the, the feds wanted him to uh, turn uh, uh, turn snitch, which he did give them information. But here's the thing. He never gave them information on anybody he dealt with, any type of his rackets or anything. Actually, he pissed them off. Oh, absolutely. The Irish seem to have a thing about that. But Between Bolger and Green, it's like they give them just enough to where like they give up a rival, which I thought if you're going to kill somebody, what's what's I mean, really the difference in letting them know where your hideout is? Right. And the thing, weird thing about Danny, he could have no. he could have given up his rivals and let it go, but he didn't. He didn't even give up his rivals, bro. He uh uh he was a strength. Hey, you're breaking up you're breaking up again. What's he, going on? If if you needed somebody on your side, that's him. He didn't care. He went at it with the hell's It's the Rona. <laughs> the Rona's getting in the phones, everybody. I don't know, man. It's the it's the Rona, dude. <laughs> I mean, you're you're all right. It's just every once in a while, it's like, and especially it seems like you're about to go off too. And I'm all like, damn it, you know. But I mean, we're good. Now, while Ron's figuring out his position, I'm also going to let everybody know that in 1951, uh, Danny Green would serve his country. He'd eventually he would become a Marine, and he would actually ascend to the rank of corporal. I mean, this guy did everything he did to the max. And towards the end of his career, he was actually training the future infantry men. Like that was his job. That's what he did. Now. After he starts working on the waterfront and eventually becomes a union leader, he uh, really starts making close ties with Alex Shonder Burns, who was uh, a Jewish gangster in Cleveland's Underworld number racket. And then he also begins another really tight relationship with the Cleveland underboss, Frank, little Frankie uh, Bracanto. And he really begins running number protection and extortion rackets for the mob before they start to turn on him. All right, you sound better too. You sound a lot better. Yes. Yep. 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 Yeah. Uh, okay. Gambino. Yeah, I tell you what. That. Uh. Uh. How about when he? Oh. To, oh. Uh, uh, Burns. Shonder. Bro. And I think it was. Uh. Who was it? Is. Uh. No. It was the Shylock there. Oh well, no. It was. I. I don't know about the California guys, but Alex Shonder Burns he, actually got said he was going to get Danny a seventy-five thousand dollar loan uh, to start like a gambling racket, and that was through the Gambinos in New York. But his. Uh. uh Shonder Burns' little runner. Yeah, yeah. I, I have his name. Yeah, I have, hold on. I got his name fucking somewhere here. It's somewhere. His room. Oh, uh, where it? Yeah. Yeah. Coke yep. Yeah, but we're on the same page. We're on the same page. But this, I mean, think about it. If you put yourself in the shoes, it's like this. It's like, uh, it'd be like me saying, hey, uh, hey Ian, you, you know, you come to me and saying, hey, Ron, can I borrow a hundred bucks? And me being like, no problem, uh. I'm going to have my boy. No, yeah. That, I, now, my boy <laughs> robbed on the way. 
and I call you, and I'm like, by the way, and I'm going to need that hundred. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, listen, man. It's standard business. If it does not touch my hand, no. it's not mine. Now, the, the mob was so used to doing that, which they, they hadn't run into a Danny Green. They still figured that Danny Green, number one, he was a good earner, and he was trying to open up his Celtic club, actually. They figured they were still going to muscle up on him and uh, and tell him. Now, his his connect, his the guy yeah. that was uh, uh, his connect in, Billy Cox. Sorry, I don't mean to double back, but Billy Cox was a Burns courier that fucked over the deal. He was buying cocaine. He figured he'd take the 75 grand, he'd go buy a couple keys, he'd flip the keys, he'd be able to still get Green his money, Shonda would be happy, he'd be able to bring back, you know, he figured he was going to do big things, but he got busted. So continue, Ron, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's the the classic, I'll tell you what, I got this – uh, I put it in modern day terms. I got two thousand dollars that I got to loan this. Yep, exactly, so exactly. I'm gonna buy some yayo or some weed. I'm gonna flip that shit real quick. Still give me <laughs> two keys and I'm good. Well, low he, he he uh, he sold uh, cocaine he about he sold cocaine years. about as well as I did. <laughs> he got a little bit into it. Was like, you know, okay. Well, I'll tell you what. One more line. Yep. Anybody who knows cocaine knows you're not. No, gonna you're good. Fuck it. Fuck them. If they can't, we we are sure to not people. If you can't listen to this episode, you just can't handle wise guys hideaway, and I'd find a different yeah. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> right. But right, find a different one. <laughs> but it's so it, the the fact that Danny Green was so insistent on like pretty much like, yeah go fuck yep. yourself like are you kidding me right now you know and his buddy didn't know what to say but he was taking orders from his boss so that's kind of that's what he, he told fat tony serlano who like he I, it's, it's disputed if he was ever actually the boss or not because uh vincent the chin but he told fat tony serlano fat to his face yeah. like you give me two million dollars and i go away like i'll go away for you that, that's my fucking right. that's yeah. my credo to you motherfuckers is i'll leave you guys alone how about that that's one of his yep, downfalls. Exactly. Fat Solano's who hired Ray Frito, but I mean that's still ballsy as fuck. I admire the pair on that guy. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, he's like I said, yeah. it was either yep. balls or lack of brains. I don't know which it was, but this dude, he he would be he was sitting there close yeah. several times. You can say and fuck. Even his buddy, this isn't this isn't ninety five five or one oh one point one. You can say fuck. Don't edit yourself. Don't set to yourself, brother. I'm telling you to kiss my Irish ass. No, don't. You know? Yeah, I'm trying to... Okay, I'm trying to watch myself. But yeah, this dude, uh, uh, the nuts on this guy were just amazing. Yeah. But, if, but really, if for, an, if for an average person, it's what anybody would do. If, if I brought $100 from you and, um, and you yeah. sent your buddy with it over no, here... No, you won't. Got I agree. Over and whatever he did, paid a ticket, da, 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 whatever he did... I would not owe you that money. Now, now, if that if that yeah. money touched my hands, if I got the money touched my hands, and then I went and gambled or whatever, nope. then it's my debt. Yep. But until you owed us. But see, with the Italians, the mob, what they were doing is they didn't give a shit. We gave money. Shonda Burns, Alex Shonda Burns, and his yeah, uh, uh, another. Uh, let me just get these out of the way real quick. Now, when Bracano dies in 1973, he didn't like bringing Shonda Danny Burns. Green in the mob, but Danny yep. Green was already there, and along with hooking up with Shonda Burns. He also hooks yeah. up with another guy by the name of John Nardi. Now, John Nardi is portrayed by Vincent DiCiano and Kill the Irishman. And John Nardi, for being a, an Italian, he wanted to take over Cleveland. He was a captain in the Cleveland mob, and he really wanted to take over. And for some reason, he really took a shine to Danny. 
And him and Dickie really fucking just started having at it. So eventually, on March 29th, 1975, Green, along with some of Nardi's yeah. help and his people in the Celtic Club, they would kill Shonda Burns for this whole $75,000 problem that Ron's talking about. And, like, I mean, it was, it was some real shit. Yep. Nope. Nope. It was, and you guys got to remember, we're not talking about yep. Tommy Gunn. Yeah, NBC's never been bigger. Never been bigger. <laughs> we're talking about in the prime time nationwide news era, this shit was happening. I mean, no, no, no. I mean, the nuts on this guy were were just. I mean, there's people alive today, today that knew him personally <laughs> that can tell you stories. I spoke with people that. This guy is a lunatic. He was a Celtic warrior. My bad. And uh, nobody was going to tell him otherwise. You know, I mean, he, uh, and like I said, the mob, yeah, the mob, especially Shonda, they really took a liking to this guy. And I think it was because he was a stand up dude. His loyalties were in the right spot, his integrity, his moral compass. Yeah. That's what he was about. And, you know, Omerta. Was and he was a tough son of a bitch, man. I don't know another motherfucker who walked into a Hell's Angels clubhouse with a stick of dynamite and said, if you don't keep this fucking rock and roll music down and you don't keep these fucking orgies to a minimum in front of my fucking kids, I'll blow this place sky fucking high. Nobody does that. Nobody fucking does that. Nope. Yep. We're not just talking shit. And this is all exactly. documented, not by movies, by actual people in the neighborhood that also appreciate it because they didn't. No, like this is a tough biker. Yeah. He literally yep. <laughs> walked over. And this isn't the modern day biker crew either. Talking, <laughs> this is back in the heyday. Yeah, I know. This was no, because I say 5'9 and I'm 5'7. So I know I, I get exactly what you're saying. He says 5'10. That's why I'm saying 5'8, five, 5'9. Five, 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 oh, you're good. You're good. Right. Right. Yeah. Now, and, yep. and here's another thing. I, I'm jumping back and forth, but Danny, how he oh, yeah. the power and everything. You know, how he took over the longshoreman yeah. and whatnot. And he started. Anybody from Emmett, Michigan, knows about that. Shouts out to my people in Emmett, Michigan. Green out of boxcars. And, and incredible heat. Incredible heat. I mean, oh, man, I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's hard work. It's back breaking. It's horrible work. <laughs> well, what he did, and the, the movie doesn't say this. The movie makes him look like a hero because he brought this guy out and said, we're not working when it hits 100. <laughs> They're going to come smoke know, us, Ron. Okay, cool, cool, cool. You know, pat on your back, Danny. But, God, I hope Danny don't have any relatives. That's what I'm saying. Right. I got anyway, guns, but they got them too. Keep, continue, continue. I'm telling you, man. I'm sitting in a good spot, though, but I got windows all around me. Uh, anyway. Well, that's all that counts then, brother. Yeah. You set then. All right. I can't have them because uh, I'm a felon, but my son's got an ultimate collection. Um, yeah, exactly. So anyway, Danny, you know, to you know, he wasn't all yep. anybody who gets that high, is, you know, stepping on toes and pissing people yep. off. But what he would do is that's a lot of money. Number one, he a lot of money. Union dues, which 20, I think it was twenty five dollars. I want to say, which you know, twenty five dollars in the seventies. That that was something. You know, it wasn't like yeah. But on top of that. What he would do is, if you wanted to join the union, he would take you and put you um, on the bottom of the bottom, which was with a shovel and yeah. boxcars and his heat. And he would have you, and I don't know. Yeah, what 90 period, days makes sense. It sounds good. 90 day probationary period. So let's just go with that. I don't know the exact number. We're just going to go with 90 days to save time. So he, what he would say is, okay, guys, you want to be in the union. Yep. You're going to work 90 days and doing this shit. And they're like, okay. And he said, but I'm going to need you to volunteer. And, Throw up some air quotes because 
you're not going to get paid for these 90 days. You're going to give all the money to me. And he used it. Yeah. For, uh, <laughs> Uh, while he was building his Celtic club, he painted the green shag. It's the seventies, you know it. He put the steps as green. He put green carpeting. I mean, this dude was just yeah, green. Yeah. it was. Yeah, he did. He did. Was. But I mean, but, you know, so he wasn't. He wasn't always giving back. I mean, he did open up a soup kitchen, gave away a lot of. Stuff. You are bad, man. I want to fight you. I want to fight you with a big stick or a gun, bro. You're a bad motherfucker. You were a bad son of a bitch because. Yeah, yeah, you win. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm gonna go ahead and let this one go. You know, um, right? Because you had to volunteer. Oh, for always. Three months in the worst conditions as possible. But how Danny seen it was. And he slid some people some cash on the side. But he's looking at it like, look, man, if this dude can put 90 days in some shit that that, that none of us are going to do a week at. Yeah, for a little side action. Not only do I want in the union and you're going to have a job, but I can call on you in the future. Yeah, for sure. You know, I know. Right. I know that it's a heart test. It's a nut check, you know. If you're, if you oh, yeah. go oh, that, if you can go not only go through that, but you're taking orders and giving me the money, you're somebody I want working for me, you know, because they very easily could have ran. They could have ran. Oh, yeah, right out of the gate. Anybody who wanted those, like, oh, union break or, oh, I mean, like, like you said, the movie builds it up to be a hero, and they did what they had to do because Hollywood's Hollywood, and you're like, nobody wants to root for a villain. Or, I mean, people right. root for an anti hero, but not somebody that hard. Like, it seems so much worse than what it is. But I, I mean, I agree, man. It right. made tough workers. Like you said, if you were, right. <laughs> if you were one of them longshoremen from the 70s in Cleveland, I don't fuck with you. You win. You win the fight without even having a fight. Oh. No, the, they still got the Derringer. They still got the Derringer in the sock ready to put two in you. Mid 70s, late 70s. I still don't No, thank you. Oh, no, hell yeah, hell yeah. These people, man, I'm telling you, this is some shit that, 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 that today. I'd only be in there before and be doing that shit. Hard. I mean, I work pretty hard. I got some hard working like, jeans in me. But, I want a lawyer. I'm calling Sam. But, like, the, I would only be in there for four hours and I'd be, I want to speak to a rep. Like, <laughs> fly out. I know that. For real. Right, right. Right, right. Like I, I can't care. walk, I don't bro. About this job, bro. You know that made that made roofing in the summer look like a cakewalk. Put it that way, like a cakewalk. That's how hard the shit was. And I was telling Ian before we came on, I uh, last uh, last year about this time, I was in real good shape. I, I had a bunch of surgeries, had a lot of kind of fell off, but I was in great shape. And I tried some roofing. Yeah. For some, you know, I, I was making good money for a name. Shouts out to Oaks Roofing. What was the company you worked for, Ryan? We can give them a shout out. Shout out to Oaks Roofing. They did me good. Shout out to Paul Meringue Building. And uh, who you got, Ryan? That shit hurt. <laughs> shout out to Darren, Ron's neighbor, running that roof gang. Shout out, Darren. Darren, my neighbor. <laughs> You're good, brother. You good. Bro, I. Yeah. 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 I'm horrible with names, right. bro. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, that and growing up, man, I just, I, you weren't, if you don't know a name, you can't remember. They're like, well, it's good. And you're like, yeah, what's um, up, uh, so Derek, Darren, Daryl? I, <laughs> I run into people all the time. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fuck it. Uh, yeah, we can't get in trouble. Ain't no FCC watching me yet. Tell it. so funny, but I don't think I should tell it because I'll probably end up getting in trouble for it. From a, it was a female. <clears throat> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Well, I was at a store recently. And uh, with a buddy, 
and I see this good, just the, the like gorgeous chick. <laughs> Damn, I'm like, holy shit, hell yeah, you know. She walks in and everything, and we're trying not to pay attention. I don't want to get caught staring. I'm a gentleman, and uh, all of, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, she you know pokes me. It's like, hey, how you doing? And I look at her, and uh, uh, I'm just like, oh, great, great. And immediately, I'm like, I'm so horrible with names. I did it, and as I'm looking at her, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> that was that was very gentlemanly, Ron. That was actually the I, uh, best you could have fucking put that. Dated one night, <laughs> and took uh, her. <laughs> Right, yeah. right. I feel you. I mean, everybody. Hey, everybody likes right, to fuck, right. man. The there ain't is, no shame in people that hook up for like one time at a time. People like to fuck. It is what it is. You know, I got. Yeah. No. Right, and she was a great girl. She wasn't a clinger. Nothing. <laughs> I mean, nothing but props to her. She's a wonderful person. But all back to that. Like, I really don't remember names and. And I got certain people that'll take me. I'll go to, I'll go with certain people, and they, they, they like to take me with them, and they'll take me into a huge house. <laughs> y'all know Big Roach, right? Hey, y'all, this is Big Roach. Y'all know Big Roach, right? I'm just like, are you fucking kidding? Me? Like, you know, right, right. Like, I do not want my name. I'm fucking dying. You gotta keep. Took me to the I'm laughing so and hard. My name, you know, <laughs> and a lot of people. Oh, dude. No, that's yeah, you're yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people think it's my nickname, you know, and I'm like, this is my, this is my birth name, bro. You know, like, oh shit, man. I didn't know that, but I had a dude take me to the bar because, uh, <laughs> I I not to come back the next weekend. And I get a, Hey, you want to go to the bar with me? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'll go, you know? And uh, <laughs> I drink. he had no idea. He didn't tell me. He didn't tell me. So it's, it's so yeah. Oh, I ain't bagging down. I feel, places. I feel that. Holy shit. Man, and I'm Irish, so you know I'm not backing down. And, uh, yeah, that's always when you're facing forty guys, you know. Well, it's dude, ball, I appreciate balls in a biker gang. I've come to find I've, I've had my brushings with a few biker reason. gangs, and they really seem to appreciate like right. the respect they, they, that they want to hear, like that, like the the that fake respect that they want. Like it's fear. They really want, but they want to call it respect, and they can have either or. You know, and like they want you to fucking. They still want you to be a stand up guy, though. They don't want you to not. Like, you know, you break yeah. eye contact, but you don't not make eye contact. That shows you're weak. They smell it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, right. It's, 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 it's guy code. You know, guy code. It's simple guy code. It's simple guy code. Now, I will say, and I've told people, <laughs> uh, the, sun, the, the show sort of No, yeah, people walking into a bar yeah, thinking they're so Jack's Teller, so thinking they're fucking bro, on them, so and fucking just getting beat the oh, fuck up. God, <laughs> Dude, yep. I've gotten fights. Yeah, I've gotten fights in gas stations because of these fucking clowns, no. man. I mean, it's like, are you serious? Like, you literally, you know, and they because they got a leather coat on, they're not even patched in. You know, they don't even have a, and, and they're literally. Yeah, like, I feel that. No, I feel. Try and like fucking run into me and do shit that you know, pretty much that I find disrespectful. I've been in prison, so sometimes there's certain things. But I'm literally, I have to like. <laughs> so you can't be a yuppie and a hard ass, bro. Like, you gotta pick a fuck. Anarchy, bro. You know, and it's like, oh. <laughs> right, right. Like, dude, I'm. A, and you're, I'm you're a lucky I'm not a flat right out now. hell's angel or devil disciple yeah, or any of those guys because I'd shoot so leave you fucking here in the marathon man, door. How about that for starters. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Great joke. Right. No, yeah. Right, that, right, they, they, right, fucked up. they started making those vests that were like man. Sam Crow initiates. Like, dude, you can't make fake cuts. Bikers don't play that fake cut shit. They don't give a fuck about the TV show. Actually, most bikers don't like that TV show. 
Bro. <coughs> Hell no. Hell no, they don't. And I tell you what, I tell you what I've seen just recently that I thought, yeah. Oh no. Oh God, no. Yeah, I don't remember what, what it was, but it's a it's a do, place do they... wish, but it was somewhere in there selling Hell's Angels. <laughs> do they say one percenter on them too? What in California. What are you actually doing to somebody? You're killing somebody. <laughs> oh oh yeah, my god. Oh, it, it, oh my god. Brand new. All clean, not, yep. not spot on them, bro. I yep. can just, I can just yep. imagine some dude watching, you know, Sons of Anarchy, yep. sees this online, angels, thinks he's sweet, goes rolling into some fucking pork roll somewhere out in the out in the you know wilderness or whatever. <laughs> just thinking, hey, no big deal. You're gonna run into oh, a prospect who's gonna, gonna skin you because he's really trying to get that last. Welcome to your funeral, sir. You know, uh, buying them. Yeah, no, you ain't lying. It's real. It's got to be. And the thing is, the fact that I've seen these advertised means that somebody's buying them, which is scary. That is scary. No, sir. Listen, anybody that's listening right now, if you don't earn something, you don't, don't wear go it. Blue and I don't on, on a bandana on your face if you ain't bought that life. Tattoos like, that there, there, like, I disagree with the whole head thing. Like, you want to throw a bandana up on your head, people should be left alone. But I get when, like... And a bandana on their face if somebody gets kind of heated about it because it's like that's kind of that's a different that's like a bandit symbol you know that's from the west i agree you know you're obviously kind of front and like oh you think you're some are the back pocket that's a big one exactly exactly <laughs> right that's why i just wear mine straight back bro straight back like jordan would have right, hated if you tilt your hat to the right you're somebody you tilt your hat to the left you're something i mean you don't look that bro, that old though yeah. Yep, that's why I'm an old man. And most of them look at me and be like, this this guy. With, you know, <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's rare for an Irishman. I'm going to age like keep, fucking, I don't, keep I don't even know, no, like Rob Lowe. Yeah, right. Well, now. Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> I hope for my uh, sake that's get, true. Do, do I hope for my sake that that's alcohol's true. Alcohol's a preservative. Oh. I mean, you know, it's in our blood. It, needs it. it just needs it. Like we require it alcohol is, to keep living is, past 20. Our blood's like. Oh, we're going down the rabbit hole here. Back to Danny Green. Now, Danny Green went out and his ruthlessness with the Hells Angels crew, and we went down the rabbit hole. I loved it, Ron. I loved it. We're fucking on half hour. We're going we're gonna to have the longest episode on Wise Guys Hideaway to date, and I'm going to love it. But anyway, Danny Green would show his ruthlessness not only with the Hells Angel crew, but he would also show it in 1971 when he had to kill a good associate, a good friend of his, Art Snappinger. Now, it, a lot of them say that it was an accident. There has been investigative reports that say they think Radio transmission wires caused the bomb to go off while Art set the bomb on a rival waste management company's uh, co-founder, Big Mike Fratto, who was working against the uh, Cleveland mob and wasn't going to pay dues. And the Cleveland mob did not play that shit. And no. Yes, that's true. Yeah, they and let them know they also. Yep, him and Big Mike Fredo were really they were really close, and then him and Art were really close too. And now the bomb wouldn't kill Big Mike; the bomb would kill Art. And a lot of people, Green set it off early because Art was alleged to be an informant and not an informant like Danny. He was an informant who was actually giving stuff up. This guy was a gambler. He was a drug addict. He was, I mean, he never stood a chance. He had a shit life like Danny Green, but he didn't have the mental capacity Danny Green had. And yeah, he was a snitch. Art was a snitch. I just don't always feel bad for people who end up in that situation. I shouldn't because, I mean, fuck you, you chose that he life. But, I mean, some people, man, it's just like life deals yeah. you a shit hand and criminals are always there to pick up that shit hand. You know what I mean? The house is always there to pick up that shitty hand and be like, come with us. You know? <laughs> that is life. Yep. 
Right, right. That's about what you put it thinks that a, a, a lion's not going to eat him because they didn't eat the lion. I mean, that, you know, that's on you. I mean, it's 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 rough. It's rough out here, you know, and that's why. Life is full, uh, that was awesome. That was brilliant. Put that on a fucking t shirt. Thing. I mean, that's why they make sides. <laughs> now, and, uh, you know. I'm bad. I'm bad. Alfredo, now, Fredo yeah. would eventually be killed on November 26, yeah. Yeah. 1971. He would take a run at Go Danny ahead. for having blown up his car. He did spot Danny's car that night down the block. And so he makes a run at him with another guy he knows. Now, Fredo was no bitch. He didn't want to be a mob guy. He didn't want nothing like that. He just, he was a stand up guy. He had a shitload of kids, but he still wasn't, he still wasn't no punk. He was actually portrayed by the guy who portrays Bobby in The Sopranos. Now, he, uh, he takes a run at Danny and, did, Danny kills him in Cleveland's White City Beach uh, in the park area where Danny used to go yeah. do his jogging and his chin-ups on the on the uh, monkey bars and all that sort of, sorts of shit. Now, Green is – yeah, that was – actually, they depicted that scene about as accurately as it happened, really, to where he's still great. picked up, still clear self-defense, all that. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah, he, that's right after the Fredo. Attempt. You remember when he like that's literally like, he gets out on self defense. Like two weeks later, he's in the park working out again. And they try to fucking kill him again. Do the mop, couldn't get yeah, this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, right. Dude, he was out of control. The thing is, yeah, he was yeah. slippery, but he didn't hide. Jeez, like there's being slippery, you, slippery bastard. you know, like. <laughs> Never. Hey, listen. Yep. Listen up. Talk about not hiding, and you can go ahead and look this up on YouTube. He was on the news. <laughs> he was on the news. It was like Danny Green yep. doesn't hide. And he showed him. He said, look at this. See that? I'll either be there or I'll be right here. That's where I'm at, boys. I mean, that's that's he talk about not he not only did right, not come hide, get it. He come step people, to it. This is where I'm at. This is my address. If you would like oh, to yeah. come they bombed the shit out of like six of his cars. <laughs> yeah, and, and they did. They blew his entire talk about not. Oh, yeah, bro, man, this guy. Uh, everybody talks about Whitey, <laughs> Whitey Bulger's modern time Irish guys and everything, which that's a whole nother story. I'm not even gonna let's not even talk that. But but Danny Green, yeah, man, no, look, he's he's books upon books waiting to be wrote about. You can write about individual time periods of this guy's life and have a novel Green, per time. I'm telling you, oh. all the time. All the time. Okay. <laughs> we just keep doing Danny yeah. Green parts one, two, three, four, and seven. Could, all the way to seven. Make this into a <laughs> project if you wanted, but I mean, he he yeah he kill. I mean, he kills Art. He kills Fredo, and like I mean, he's got a he's got a body list. Now he set up a crew that was full of Irish thugs. I mean, Keith Ritson, Kevin Matarget, Brian O'Donnell, and Billy McDuffie. You know, and along with John Nardi. I mean, these guys would go on an all-out killing spree. After they bombed Danny's house on May 12, 1975, you were talking about that earlier. You know, uh, that's shortly after, on March 29th, yeah. when they killed Burns. I mean, him and him and Nardi, I mean, they go on a fucking killing spree. They, like, they start hopping into the vending machine oh, rackets, yeah. and that angers Thomas the Chinaman Sinto, who's a Cleveland uh, soldier, but kind of has the power of a captain. And and then all of a sudden, they, just, I mean, they just start going wild. They uh, Now, the, the boss dies... The Cleveland boss dies, and John Scalish, John Scalish, that is, dies. And then James Licavoli takes over. Now, when Licavoli takes over, the, the killing really starts because, I mean, I mean, high rollers like fucking Joseph, Joey, Luke. Yeah. Nardy wanted it. Yeah. Should have had man. Man, should have <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. But if, 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 
if if was a yeah. thing, we'd all no do shit it. yeah right right six one way half a dozen the other you know what I mean right. winner writes it right. guys like Leo Lips Morassi yep. Eugene the Animal Casalo I mean all sorts of Licaboli people are killed and now like. Uh, other other green associates are killed. They're not as well documented because no one gives a fuck about the Irish. If you weren't in, you know, look also Nostra, apparently you weren't shit. You know, <laughs> but exactly. This, what's Amen. up? Amen. Oh, you? I thought you. I thought you were saying something. My bad. Oh, <laughs> okay. I said, no, I said amen. It's about you know the, the Irish. You'll never hear anything about Danny Green. No, none of the guys who died. You'll never. Their names aren't clickable on Google. Can you look up, look them up. No, all these mob no, guys I'm no, talking no, about, no. you can click on all their names and see their dossiers. You can't click on any of Danny Green's crew. No, they're just they're 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 a bunch of Irish yeah. friends. Friend, friends is the better yeah. word. I really shouldn't even call them thugs. They weren't even that well connected. They worked regular jobs. You know, and I I shouldn't have said thugs. That that was a disrespectful thing to say about them. They they weren't thugs. They were they were uh uh Actually, a lot of them came from the Longshore organization and stuff like that that Danny knew. But I can tell you this right now: at every single one of them that ran with Danny. Oh, and a killer! You're not wrong on the thugs part. If people are going to relate killer to the thug, yeah. I just don't think a thug is like. When I think of a thug, I think all you do is you're a head knocker, you're an extortionist, you make money. That's I, yeah. I think I think a thug. thug exactly. Exactly. Professional. Yep. Yep. Unprofessional. You know, you're an amateur. You're 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 just yep. you're just a flat out amateur. You know, you're not a. You're not a gangster. <laughs> you're a thug. You know, you're a thug. You know, like the proper thing is like thug, gangster, gangster, and then, and then CEO. Gangster, <laughs> you know? Right, 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 right. And I'm telling you what, some of the baddest gangsters in this world. Yeah, absolutely. If you think Bill Gates yeah. cut throat all through the '90s, I mean, taking out every internet company he could until off was the hip, oh, you're sleeping, man. You're sleeping under a rock. Bill Gates is one of the biggest gangsters, gangsters, whatever that ever lived. <laughs> he just didn't have to, he just didn't have to pull the trigger. You know what I mean? There's just a difference between when you can right, yeah, right. you don't have to go to prison. Smart. smart. Right, right, right. That's smart. I mean, shit, man. A uh, fish with his mouth. Yeah, is, that was a uh, that that you know, big mean, thing. He never Yeah. No. Nah. Yeah, exactly. He uh all of them are just they're, 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 that's smart leaders. That's the difference between professional and amateurs. So, oh no, you're good. Brother. I, I, love I love it. I love it. This has been this has been a blast. I'm just trying to wrap this up for you. We're coming up on 50 minutes. So, oh, all right. No, as long as you're good. As long as you're good. Now, like this war just continues, and I mean, I think this is where the movie actually does a better job portraying, uh, like, like that to kill the Irishman. The explosions are a little corny because they use CGI, and they're just. There's nothing like a Scorsese explosion when the kid's lighting the cars on fire and he's all like, one of those days, my mother, kid, right. the kids from the neighborhood carried my mother's groceries all the way home. Those are real cars exploding behind him. That's what gives it that authentic feel. Now we've come into the CGI era, and when they made To Kill an Irishman, it's like right in that early CGI era. So the explosions look really like kind of, eh, but like it really does portray like the extent of how they were blowing each other up and fucking shooting each other and killing each other and stabbing each other. Right. My favorite scene in that movie is where the one guy attempts to blow up Danny Green. Vincent DiFiano, a.k.a. John Nardi, the guy he's portraying, kidnaps him, pops the truck, and he's laying in there, and he's like, this guy, yeah, and he starts stabbing him, and he's like, now I'm with you. And, like, he's just sticking this guy, like, little by little. The guy's not even dying. It's just like, oh, my God. Like, scenes like that were really, really good in To Kill the Irishman. I really do recommend them. Right, and that's, 
that's when Nardi came to him and was like, look, here's a situation, da-da-da-da-da. And he, it was his way of showing him, yep. I'm with you, Danny. If you want to do this, let's do if it. you want to do this, yep, let's do how it. loyal I am. This is what I'm going to do. All he wanted was when they finally took yeah. over that Danny Green let him control the La Cosa Nostra aspect. And Danny Green was more than happy with that. <laughs> more than happy to do more than happy he was fine nardi always got overlooked man he had yeah no he really said he for like 30 years and if it, right if it would have went on a little longer things would have played out a little he would have absolutely absolutely unfortunately come may 17th 1977 john nardi was killed by a car bomb him and danny green are actually walking out of an appointment they had together the car bomb explodes and uh Honestly, Nari's got some of the most badass last words that I've ever heard besides Sonny Black Napitano, which we'll get into him down the road. But John Nardi, like, the car blows up and the trunk, or not the trunk, the hood, excuse me, lays on top of Nardi. Danny Green, yeah, Danny Green Danny rushes Tony. over, moves the, moves the hood off of him. Yep. He's missing his legs, and John Nardi just looks at Danny Green and says, it didn't hurt, Danny. It didn't hurt. Like, that's some gangster-ass shit to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it was yeah. He, he, uh, uh, what else did he say? He told him something about keep it. Uh, did he have something? I think, man, um, it seems like he said something. Else. I know he said talked about it not hurting, but didn't he say something like now it's you or. Oh, uh, in the movie, in the movie, because right before the car blows up, he says, hey, Danny boy. And Danny looks at him. He's like, we're moving up. And he does like a little like little dance thing. And then he goes to his car and it blows up. And Danny goes over there and runs over to him. And Vincent DiFiano's like, Danny, boy, we're moving up. But that's, that's not right. actually what he said. He said, it didn't hurt, Danny. It didn't hurt. But I, I feel you. That's okay. where Vincent DiFiano's performance is that powerful. It would make you feel like, no, didn't he say something? Because I would want him to, too. Like, I like I want him to have said what yeah. Vincent DiFiano said more than what he said. That's how good of an actor Vincent DiFiano is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shonda Burns. As Shonda Burns. Oh, forget about it. He plays an ultimate gangster too, man. <laughs> Cowbell. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bro. If a nickel. <laughs> that's a good one. That's King of New York, right? That's King of New York. Oh man, that's oh he just he's so good. Even when he's hiding a watch up his ass in Pulp Fiction, Christopher Walken's that good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Christopher. Walken's so underrated. underrated. So underrated. Now, unfortunately, Sean Penn or not Sean Val Kier, dude, Val Kirmer's a fucking man. I love the doors. I fucking love the doors. Yeah. And I think Val Kirmer's yeah. portrayal of Jim Morrison is one of the best rock star portrayals in a movie ever. It was good. It was very, very The only good. thing I hated about the Kill the Irishman is how fat he got. <laughs> dude, man, he was just bloated as yeah. a bitch, wasn't he? You no. Know, now? He couldn't get in a Batman yeah. suit. He'd be a fat Batman. man. I forgot he was Batman. Oh, my God. He was Batman. He was Batman. <laughs> Who was it? Oh, my God. With Mr. Uh, Freeze and fucking Poison Out. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now he couldn't. No, no. <laughs> God. Oh. Uh, I mean, I shouldn't talk. Oh, I'm getting punted, like, too, man. All this beer drink. I didn't. But I mean, he, played Batman, Morrison. he played the he sex played symbol Batman, of the late yeah. 60s, early 70s, and then he is what he is now. So, I mean, you, I mean, he kind of right. has it coming. <laughs> right, right. No, that's that's awesome. Awesome. He, he does struggle with a lot of alcoholism and addictive problems, and I can feel him on that. So, I mean, like, yeah. shouts out, Val Kimmer. I hope you're doing good. I doubt you'll ever listen. But if you do, like, shout yeah, out. Yeah, man. I'm rooting for you, Val. I got you, Val. You were the best Jim Morrison there's ever been. <laughs> 
That's no, not so much. No, so I got yeah, you. I got you. Yeah, the kill the Irishman. No, Irish he did a good job. A great part. He did a really good job. I will, I will cut your heart out and feed it to you with a rusty butter knife. Do you understand that? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah and this, is a cop. this is a cop. This is a cop. Now, unfortunately, yeah. Danny Green just couldn't live much longer than Nardi. On October 6, 1977, Ray Friedel finally gets his man. As Ron put it earlier, they didn't. They couldn't even get Danny's car because he checked it so often. They got the car next to him. And actually, just like the movie portrays, I've been told, I don't know how accurate it is, that him and Ferrito did make eye contact, just like in the movie, right before Ferrito detonated yep. the bomb. I have heard that that little tidbit is true, that, like, he's seen the van driving by, and he looked up, and he just kind of gave that whole yep. – the explosion was so hard, it blew his fucking clothes off. Yeah. Man. He uh, Well, he knew this time when he was doing it that this may be the last time that he had it. Yeah, chance, right. It may be him getting taken out. Yeah, somebody had to go. One of them was going to die. One of them, one of them was going to die. Now, why he even continued, you know, as soon as I would have locked eyes, which, you know, whatever. I'm, I think he still met it up from the dentist office. That was actually a dentist appointment he was at. Yeah. Yeah, he probably was, actually. He probably That's was. what I'm saying. You got that night. Just back in the 70s, doc, fucking dentist gave you Vicodin, laughing gas, Novocaine. <laughs> Man, the doctors would be doctors would <laughs> cigarettes when I was a kid. They'd have a cigarette. You, you'd cough, and they'd be like, I don't like the, 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 the <laughs> We may have to do something about that. Doc, you got to. That's hilarious. For God's sake. Oh, oh right. Oh, We've all done a whole hour, brother. This is going to be the longest. Yeah, we, this is going to be the longest wise guy. Yeah, I really appreciate you coming on here for me, brother. Definitely, definitely, man. Definitely. I like to uh, I like to support my friends and uh, my brothers. You're Irish. You're your brother. You're also with us. Big shout out to Art Thing Clothing Apparel. Yeah. Got Lynn Bloom, all those guys to be yeah. a Kings Valley one and two. Scott M. Bernstein, all my boys in the groups, Boston Rob, David Brex, Byer, James Ramirez, all you cats, son. I, I got love for all y'all. Vincent Apra, everybody normally. Dave Razzle Dazzle, how you doing out there growing that? Good, good. I'll be out to see you soon, boy. Ryan, thanks for coming on, brother. We about to wrap this up. Yeah, we got. To... Yep. Shout out to Steve uh, Farron. Oh, dude! Oh, he is fucking nuts, Stevie. Shout out. Yeah, dude. He was at. You met him? Yeah, he was at the you Italian festival. Him? He got me baked. Dude, he can drill. Oh my god, dude. He's possibly no, no, he probably, he probably, probably is one of the craziest guy. motherfuckers I've ever met in my life. Big shout out to Steve. I didn't mean to forget him. Yeah. <laughs> big Steve, he's, he's a big fuck, dude. <laughs> Uh, oh man! All right, Ron, we gotta get out of here. God bless yeah, you. Man, God bless your father. I hope everything plays out. Uh, any last words you want to give? Thank you. Thank you. Nothing, man. God, God bless, bless the Irish, brother. I'll talk to you. I'm about to share this bitch. I'm gonna tag you. <laughs>